Which word of the day? Today's word is a phrase, Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror is a simulated freefall drop thrill ride at Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World. The attraction's premise has guests visiting the abandoned Hollywood Tower Hotel. Once a lively resort for the Hollywood elite, it unfortunately closed after a disastrous accident where lightning had struck the building, causing several wings of the hotel to vanish and kill five people in an elevator that plummeted on October 31st, 1939. The hotel, now dilapidated and haunted, has mysteriously reopened having guests experience the events of that fateful night aboard one of the service elevators as they enter their own episode of The Twilight Zone. <laughs> you haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin and welcome to Words of the Witches the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser-known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. Spellworders, we are on episode 41. We are nearing the end here. Only two books left. Very exciting. Woo! I'm hoping to finish the novels uh, by the end of August because September I want to kind of make like a interim i want to make september kind of like a transitional month i just want to get you guys to start thinking about this journey so far we've been doing this about a year and a half now and the end of the novels will mark the end of our first season 43 episodes of books i want to encourage you guys to just write in your experiences with the podcast so far, good, bad, or otherwise. What are your favorite books? What are your least favorite books? Is there anything that struck out uh, that was that we talked about on the show that you really liked or enjoyed? Is there something that you want to shed some light on or give your take on? Um, yeah, just give us all that information about how you're feeling with these episodes. If there's some kind of questions you have about the books or any narrative in the books, now is the time to send that in because um, I'm going to be doing a novel retrospective after we finish, where we just kind of take a look back and, and revisit uh, them a little bit and and see where we've been and where we, we can go from here. So that's part of the plan. Um, I hope you like the Tower of Terror word of the day because based off of the theme of this book, High Spirits, Hollywood and ghosts and hauntings, I could not not use Tower of Terror. I had to. even And if you watch the movie Tower of Terror from 1995, there is a witch in there. So there's the witch connection. I know it's kind of a stretch, but there you go. Um, yes. I also wanted to correct one thing. Last book, when we did Phoebe Who, I forgot to mention that Emma Harrison also wrote Yule, the short story in Seasons of the Witch, Volume 1, which was my favorite story of that anthology. So I wanted to uh, make sure that she got credit for Yule as well. But yeah, without further ado, let's start this episode of High Spirits. So this is Words of the Witches, episode 41. And I have with me Jonathan. Hello. Hi. <laughs> yes, this is nice getting to reconnect because we got to cosplay a few years ago at Dragon Con together. Ooh. Did. that was so long ago i know what was that 2018 2019 i think it was 19 because it was before you know all the craziness so yeah before the world changed yeah <laughs> nice little it, throwback that you posted the other day so i know. did i was thinking about it you know <laughs> love it 
We did our yeah, we did our Sailor Moon group. We did. Oh. That was so fun. That was actually my first time cosplaying. Oh, really? First time? Have you done any since then? Um, well, I had a Ranger um, one planned out, but you know that was 2020 when it just didn't work out. So I actually just wore it to Vegas, just because okay. why not? So right, if you had it already in the making, you exactly. Know, so no point having it wasted. Yeah. So, what's your relationship with Charmed? I know you're a big fan. Like me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. I just, it's my comfort show. I, it's my, it's my go-to. <laughs> um, I think I honestly don't even remember how I got into it. I just, I've always been into, you know, witches and stuff like that. So one day I was just watching TV and this show happened to be on and just pretty much the rest is history. <laughs> cool. Uh, do you know what that episode was? What the first one you saw was? Um, so I don't remember the first episode that I watched, but I do remember it was a page episode. So it was one of the later seasons. Okay. So I was in middle school, so I actually did not start it from the beginning. And it was a, I remember it was a page episode because I was confused because... You know, when they would do the reruns, because when I was, um, you know, they play them in the mornings, like on TNT still. (laughs) So I would get up in the morning and I'd watch them. You know, I was getting ready for school. And one day there's a whole new sister, a whole new witch. I'm like, what just happened? Like, what did I miss? (laughs) Because it was, (laughs) you know, a pro episode. So, yeah, then I just got more into it and found, you know, friends that were into it. And then I just kind of went wild with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that it's remained a staple in your life. Who's your favorite sister? Um, my favorite sister is Piper. Um, I, I, I'm just. I don't know. I just relate to her a lot, especially on the sarcasm. That's definitely my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people that like Piper really identify with that. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. Have you read the books before? Or was this your first one? Yeah, no. So I, okay, so back in the day, (laughs) um, we had a store in the next town over. So I'm from a small town, right? So next town over, we had Hastings. And that is where I would get all of my charm books. So I don't even remember which was the first one that I bought. I want to say it was The Power of Three just because, you know, I just wanted to start from the beginning. So I bought them and I I have like, I don't even know if I found them all, but I had probably like, I know I didn't have all of them. I had close to like 20 though, 25. Okay. Um, and I would just read, I was that nerd. Like I carried them in school. Like when other people were reading like, you know, the AR point books, I was reading Charmed. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm sure you remember, but back in the day, there was a website called CNET dot com or something you remember you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 they had that fan fiction on there and it was like season nine and ten and i (laughs) being the person that i am i actually put together a binder and printed off those entire that entire season both of them oh the fan fictions yeah so instead of the but instead of actual books i was carrying around this big old binder (laughs) in school reading it and my friends were like, you're weird. And I was like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> Funny you say that because we have a listener that really wants us to 
dive into some charmed fan fiction and and cover fan fiction <laughs> yes um was is that was that the was that the pied piper episode maybe is he's a listener mr Mo- mr mock turtle he writes into oh, me a okay, lot then no um, i'm thinking um your guest that was on the pied piper episode i think she had mentioned it too oh yeah we talked about how we both wrote fan fiction yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy. And I'm curious now, because I don't think I read those season 9 and 10 ones. I'm curious to see how they compare to the comics that are season 9 and 10. Yeah, um, <laughs> totally different. Uh, I just remember, I think, one one season was based on there were no more elders. So the Charmed Ones became the Youngers. It was wow. it was different. It, it was definitely different. Um, but, yeah. You know. It's crazy how far, how many adaptations there are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's do this book. It's called High Spirits. Yes. This is the 39th book in the official book, our episode 41. Uh, and it has more season eight pictures. Uh, this wasn't one they took together. It's separate pictures that they put together. It's like their individual pictures mm-hmm. that they put together. I do have to say, these are probably my favorite. I love season eight promo pictures. Like They're beautiful. They are. I, the hair, uh, you know, obviously that's a big big thing to me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love it. They're all so beautiful in it. And those are my favorite promo pictures of probably the entire series. Yeah. They went all out. They went out with a bang with these promo pictures. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we have above them is like a marquee for a theater with lights and as charmed as the marquee, the, the title says charmed. I'm like, oh, I know. Uh, we know what's playing now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wonder if that was intentional, you know, <laughs> I know because otherwise it's just a blank marquee and that that's not very fun. That's not very yeah. exciting. Uh, and then it has the tagline, a good old fashioned Hollywood haunting. Um, back of the book says, I see they have, this is one of the poems they have on all the books, but the way that this is like printed on here is not good for me <laughs> yeah because they have the rhymes in the wrong spot they should have like well i'll read it first she sang her telegram to a hollywood star now he entertains from afar photo friend help in our quest to rid this mansion of an unwanted guest so that's how it's supposed to sound but the way they wrote it makes you think you're supposed to read it differently yeah <laughs> yeah so i get that but yeah, there's the poem. <laughs> and then the back of the book says, The Charmed Ones travel to Hollywood to attend a big bash hosted by Kevin Peterson. Page's old flame. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is holding the party at his recently purchased mansion, which he was able to afford because of rumors that it's haunted. Sure enough, ghostly goings-ons. <laughs> it's a fun... Ghostly goings-on <laughs> begin almost immediately. But everyone believes that Kevin is the one behind the haunting. He confides in Paige that he is not. The ghost reveals himself to be Robert Maxwell, a star of stage and screen who vanished under mysterious circumstances in 1926, right after receiving a singing telegram. A friendly ghost, Maxwell just likes having an audience. But when people start to disappear and the house seals shut, the charmed ones realize something evil must be must also be lurking. It is only with the able assistance of their ghostly ally that they and the rest of the partygoers stand a chance. <laughs> you I know, mean, 
let's back up to that goings on word that threw me off every time. Yeah. Sentence. <laughs> I mean, you th- if you you think it wants to be going ons, right? Like goings yes. on. Yes. I, I don't know if that's correct or not. It might be correct, but it does throw you off for sure. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I don't. I don't know. I got mad every time I had to read it. But yeah, if I was in the bookstore and I read the back of this book, I would be like, yes, this sounds very interesting to me. I would be, yeah. yeah. It's very, um, almost like you don't even have to know the series. It's almost just like a a ghost story. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it feels like it could be its own standalone. Yeah, it gives me feelings of like, you know, movies and you know ghosts and you know it's it gives you a really kind of something i would look for in a book so i'm, I'm yes. glad at that that description and it doesn't give away too much either a lot right, of these descriptions yeah. give away a lot that did not so just kind of give you the, the little feelers just, out there just little tease <laughs> yeah um and the, this was written by scott Siensen, who wrote luck be a lady and a light of the world novels before this this is his last book. He actually, I found out he actually died of a brain aneurysm. Really? In like 2014 or something like that. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Huh. So um, it's crazy. Yeah. But this was published April 24th, 2007, and then reprinted June 4th, 2007. So we are well after the series has ended getting books still. Mm-hmm. Hanging on. We're hanging on to the last of it. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's still two more books after this, so we have a little bit more. Um, but it's it's cool. It's cool that they, it, they continued on. I remember after the show ended, I'm like, this is my fix now. <laughs> right, yes. You know, fun fact. It's not even really a fun fact. It actually, to this day, makes me so mad. Um, I did not watch the last episode on premiere night. Oh, I was so sad. I, I don't even remember what I was doing, um, but I missed it. And I had watched every new episode. The first, the very first new episode that I watched was, um, oh my gosh, it just, just left my mind. Um, the fairy tale episode where Piper's Red Riding Hood. Okay, Happily Ever um, After. Right. Okay. Yeah, yes. And um, that, so that was my first new episode premiere. So I watched every new episode until then. Except for the very last episode. I was so sad. I literally had to watch it on YouTube like a month later. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so you, you just missed it because or do you deliberately chose to miss it? No, no, no. I, I don't know what I was doing. I did definitely oh. not do it on purpose. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I should have. It had to be a better story. Like I just like I'm in denial, you know. <laughs> that's what i thought it's like like i can't watch it because it, i mean it's over for real <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's a better story but no i really don't even remember what i was doing i literally just missed wow. it and i was so sad yeah may 21st 2006 it actually was i think it was the highest uh rated episode that season for sure it might have been in for a couple seasons so because people yeah. who at least were familiar with it wanted to know so yeah it's interesting mm-hmm. uh Last episode, Phoebe Who, I thought I did not read that book before. Before I thought it was going to be my first time. So I'm like, maybe this book will be the first time I read this book. But I had memories of this one, too. So I definitely read this one, too. So I guess Leo Rising will be the first book that I have not read before. Okay, and Leo Rising, is that the one where it's him and Chris and Wyatt? The red one? Uh-huh. Okay. I, I've not read that one either, so I'll be listening. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I think people are very excited about that one. So, and that will be the first book that I have not read. So it's, I guess that one and Trick or Retreat, I haven't read. Uh, those are the last two. But then again, I've been saying that now for a while. Maybe maybe I did read them all. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I really Repressed memory. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know, but we'll see. But this book, it says it's supposed to take place during the Moon Festival in September, placing it at the beginning of Season 8. So right before Season 8 starts, or right at the start of it. Um, but then also, cause I got this from fandom. So it says it's supposed to take place at the beginning of season eight, but then it also says that it takes place in 2006, which does not compute because see, and you know, I, the whole time, which when I was younger, I just assumed whatever promo picture was on the cover. That's what season it was. Exactly. Right? That's what I would say. Yeah. So coming back to it as an adult, when I'm reading this and I was like, this has season eight promo pictures, but there's no mention of Chris you know, nothing, nothing like that. And it talks, you know, about Phoebe's empath power. I'm so confused because at one point I think the ghost grabs Phoebe by her hair. I'm like, okay, well, it can't be season six because she didn't have hair. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I did struggle with this one a little bit, placing it in the timeline. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that when we get into the canonical stuff for sure. Um, but it is, it's difficult because especially when it, this says, the source that I get this from that gives me a, an idea tells me two different things because the beginning mm-hmm. of season eight was 2005, not 2006. And right. then some of the, the things that say are errors later on in that same page do not go together. So we'll talk about that by just put, throwing it out there. Uh, <laughs> but for my sanity, I put it in 2005. <laughs> where it says beginning of season eight is where I'm putting it. Okay. And then we'll talk about what's canon or not canon to that time period. Gotcha. All right. Cool. So it starts with a prologue. Hollywood 1926. Robert Maxwell, a famous actor of the times, is outside the theater for the premiere of his new movie, and he is adored by fans and press alike. They want him to sign the autograph, give them answers. Uh, Run reporter asks him if he it was true that he turned down three roles in upcoming movies to take a spiritual retreat, which, you know, he was like, what? How'd you hear that? Cause it took him by surprise because he was planning it, but he didn't tell anybody. How do right. they know? Exactly. You know, paparazzi invading his personal bubble. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he saved faces like, oh, I don't know, whatever. We'll see. We'll see. I don't remember what he said, but he just kind of said something coy and, and clever and they're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes back to his mansion home, and Robert couldn't shake the feeling that there may have been a spy working for him. Because this is 1926, you know. This right. is not like the modern times with technology and everything. So he's like, someone must be leaking my information. Uh, and then while he's in the pool, and while he's in the pool, he has like his friend, his manservant, Gino, who's helping him along. And he's like, you know, you love me, right? There's nobody that you know. You, you tell me if someone's spying on me. <laughs> okay, see, I got those vibes too. So I'm like, oh, there's a little something else going on over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know you love me yeah right um, but yeah so he but he's in the he's left alone in the pool now in his mansion home and uh there's this woman that shows up i don't know where like out of the bushes <laughs> and she's like hey i got a singing telegram for you i'm in uniform i got i am your singing telegram um so she begins to start her song but <laughs> when she before she can even really start her heel breaks 
and she falls forward. Robert jumps out of the pool to like catch her. He's like, oh my God, this woman is going to fall. And so she, he grabs her and she's like, oh, he's so muscly. (laughs) 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 So he rescued her. And then um, Gino, the manservant guy, he's like, who's this woman? What what is she doing with you? (laughs) Don't you love me? Yeah. (laughs) Jealousy. Right. And Robert's like, no, Gino, it's fine. You can go back into the house. But so he goes in the house, but he like still peeks out the window. He's like, I'm watching you. Always <laughs> watching. So he's very protective. And so um, while they're talking, the woman then slips on like a wet slick in the grass and then falls into the pool. So she's very, very clumsy. She's yeah. kind of a waste of space right now, but it's fine. <laughs> I thought, thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, get a hold of yourself, girl. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so she gets in the pool. Robert goes in to rescue her again. But then she finally gets to sing her message. She's like, okay, I'm going to read you my, I'm going to sing you my singing telegram. And she sings it, but it's a spell. Ooh, a secret spell. (laughs) But suddenly Robert begins to float and he's carried up into the air and then swooshing into the mansion. The witch sheds a tear. She's like, oh, so sad. (laughs) (laughs) Gino comes rushing out looking for answers. He's like, where did Robert go? Uh, and he's like, you better tell me where he went. And, she, and she's like, look over there. And then he turns around. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> he turns around. He's like, no, nothing's there. And then he turns back. She's gone. So the, the woman's gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then Gino hears like this ghostly voice behind him. He's like, oh, what's this? somebody's talking to me. He's like, I got to get out of here. And he rushes to his car. He's like, I'm not staying around for this crazy stuff. Uh, but then he looks back at the gate and he gets into the car and he sees like this amorphous kind of figure of a man changing into different costumes and not sure what's going on with him. Uh, but then he realizes that it is Robert, his friend Robert. And he's like, Oh, what happened to him? How is he a ghostly figure? But then he says, goodbye, my friend. And then Gino rushes off. So that's our like introduction. Well, that happened. <laughs> yeah. It was a crazy little prologue there. Chapter one, it takes place in present day. Um, the Charn ones are in Chinatown during the Moon Festival, like you said earlier. Um, Paige has other things on her mind. Um, <laughs> thinking about her date later with Kevin, which like on the back says is her old flame. That's me, but not really. That is you. <laughs> um, he's also like a big screenwriter. Yeah, he's like does screenwrite plays, things like that. Um, so while she's thinking about that, Piper you know, is like, hey, stay focused. Come on now. We're here to do a job. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're, they're there to, like, find a demon. They got a tip that some demon is there. So they're like, we got to find this demon. Yeah. So they're like, okay, focus on the demon. <laughs> and then um, Piper is like, okay, now remember, it's the demon of illusion. So what you see is probably not going to be real. <laughs> so um, Paige arms them up to the roof where they can kind of, like, see everything going on. And then the demon actually talks to them from the shadows. So they're like, ooh, very mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he talks to them and then he actually conjures three different dragons, which I thought was really cool. You know, like three sisters, three dragons. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And they're all elemental, which I always love yeah. that. And yes. when, I, when those popped up, I'm like, I totally remember these elemental dragons. This is familiar. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that I was <laughs> for you um yeah so it is fire water and air so each sister went up against you know different dragon um i thought that 
you know, that they would kind of place the sisters with like, you know, kind of sort of what their element would be ish. You know, I think like Piper would do fire, things like that. Um, But they kind of had a hard time, I feel, kind of going against them. Um, So it was kind of cool. Paige thinking like Paige, you know, (laughs) kind of orbed into the way of one and made them kind of crash into each other, essentially vanquishing them. Yeah. Themselves vanquishing it, you know. And what happened was like, because she saw Phoebe being like, up against her, like, what was her water one? So Phoebe was with her water one. She's like, oh my gosh, I gotta go get there. And then it led them together. But then, like, the air one was way over by Piper. He's like, I see they're gonna crash. Let me go save them and get right? them to crash anyway. I'm just gonna <laughs> evaporate. You know, I thought I'd help, but no. <laughs> Although I really enjoyed this because I'm fire and water. I do my zodiac. zodiac mm-hmm. But my rising signs are air signs. So I'm like, Fire and water come together, make steam. This is like me. Yeah. So you're just all you're just present all over the book, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So after their little battle, um, they the demon of illusion actually appeared and kind of told them, you know, who he is. And I cannot pronounce his name. <laughs> I yeah. tried the entire time. Yeah. It's, it's very, and it's very important to note that this is not the the demon of illusion from. Correct from chick flick this is like yes another version of something which we'll talk a about. less weaker version i guess we'll say yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, this demon i guess mm, gorathet something like that from the s leviathan clan yeah um you know so he introduced himself um of course piper being piper she taunts him with a little sarcasm <laughs> and he looked they say, describe him looking like a muscular kind of like an anthropomorphic black ram like a beastly muscle creature thing yeah yeah that's how it's kind of cool that they can do that in the book make them look and sound more demonic you know what yeah, I mean? right Where, yeah i thought that was kind of cool too um so yeah so piper you know taunts them with some sarcasm and while she's doing that phoebe throws a potion of vanquishism <laughs> um <laughs> I thought it was, it was really cool because they played on Phoebe's senses a lot in this it book, did. I feel, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. I liked that. Um, so, you know, the vanquish the big bad and then Paige goes to get ready for her date, which I thought was funny because she's like, okay, you know, gotta go, which I could totally see it playing out on the show too, you know, like. She's like All right, that's done. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> Um, but I think the chapter ends and no one notices, but they are still being watched. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so chapter two, Paige arrives at an Italian restaurant and meets Kevin. And she's kind of like excited to meet him. She's like, we're going to get together again. I just know it. <laughs> uh, Kevin and Paige catch up and bond over high school memories, which is fun. Uh, but then. Kevin tells Paige that he's in love with this girl, Cassie. Paige is like, oh, no. <laughs> I just got vibes of Glenn all over again. I know. She's like, but we were together. You're getting married? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> but he's in love with this girl named Cassie, although Cassie doesn't know yet. Uh, he like he wants Paige to help him tell her how he feels because he's so shy. He's like, I can't tell her. I don't know what to say. Uh, so, so he invites Paige to a party that he'll be throwing at his home in Hollywood. And he's like, guess what? It's 
Robert Maxwell's home. It's the Maxwell Mansion. Yeah, I got it. And <laughs> then it's like dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Kevin tells Paige he got the place cheap because Robert's spirit is haunting it. You know those legends that it's haunted. Yeah, yeah, I got that. We're gonna we're gonna work with that. So Paige, Paige returns home, returns home to the manor and tells her sisters about it. And Phoebe decides to do some research on the house, and she says, "Yeah." It is known for a lot of crazy sighting, sightings. Um, nothing sinister, but like one guy says that he was re- like a construction guy was rescued uh, by the uh, by a ghost and like all, the, all kinds of weird things. But they're all been pretty nice. Piper and Phoebe call out Paige for still having the hots for Kevin, but she says she's going to be a good girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's like ah. I, I don't have to like flirt with everybody. It's fine. I'll be good. Uh, Paige asked them to come to the party as well for supernatural backup, just in case there is something crazy going on. You know, it might be good to have us all together. Smart. Uh, and then they, they bet Paige that if she can make it through the night without hooking up with Kevin or one of his friends, <laughs> that they won't tease her about her love life ever again. That is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Just be a good girl and keep your, Candy's on, and it's fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So chapter three starts with them heading to the mansion, and Piper is. <laughs> I thought this part was so. It was. It was so it's funny. random. It was so random, but I love so random. So um, the I assume the jeep is being attacked by acorns <laughs> being thrown by or being dropped by squirrels. <laughs> Are there demon squirrels attacking you from the trees? Is that what's right? Happening? Right, it was a sign. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they eventually get to the mansion um, without being hit by an acorn, and Kevin greets them at the door and gives them a tour of the of the mansion. So Kevin is telling Phoebe, you know, oh my gosh, I read your article. You have such a way with the words. You're so cool. Um, and then he tells Piper that he's gone to P three. Before he knew Paige. Well, before, I think maybe before they knew Paige. Right, right, right. Before they knew Paige. Right, sorry. Um, and then he tells Piper, like, hey, when you when are you going to get back to your cooking roots? Because I went to whatever restaurant you were cooking at, I was there. <laughs> I, and I'm just like, Kevin, <laughs> that, you know an awful lot about them. Like, really yeah. obsessed with them. More than yeah. you should <laughs> that was different i was like but okay you know a way to bring bring all the knowledge into the book you know uh-huh. <laughs> um so then he turns the page for the mission that she's there to help him you know impress cassie and you know tell him that he's the man of her dreams and <laughs> so um she didn't, I don't think she really understood, you know, I don't think she really believed him. Like, you're not yeah. shy, you know, right. and he kind of sees her and he just kind of freezes and she goes, oh, you are shy. Like you are kind of speechless. Like what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So then Kevin actually tells Paige kind of like the odd stuff going on in the mansion um, and that his guests know of the reputation that the mansion has. So they're kind of all looking forward to it, don't really know what to expect, but they all are aware that it's haunted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so Kevin introduces the sisters to the rest of the guests, and Phoebe, playing into her senses again, I feel, 
uh, she notices that Cassie is with someone else, a bad boy. Oh, oh. <laughs> we we'll probably, so- we'll probably say his name, the bad boy's name. Oh yes, Ryan. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, and he's rich. He's heir and to a fortune. Rich, you know, um, bad typical bad boy in Hollywood. <laughs> so. Cassie announces that she's met the man of her dreams, and it's dun, 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 Ryan, the bad oh, boy. Oh no! And Boy, they God. kiss. Oh <laughs> no! Look at us. They're trying to make make a show out of it too. Mm. Oh yeah, I know. So obviously, Kevin is devastated, and he congratulates them with the you know, uh, congratulations. I'm yeah. sad, but <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, then we move to Ryan, and he's telling Kevin that Cassie makes him want to change his reckless behavior. Oh, she can change me. She's the one. Mm-hmm. You know, all that typical stuff that all the bad boys say. <laughs> yeah. um, so then that's whenever the ghost makes his first appearance <gasps> by laughing, you know, typical ghost stuff. Ghostly <laughs> laughter. So then everyone looks outside and the ship is floating. Like there's a ship in the pool and it's floating. Like (laughs) weird. So um, the ghost makes his grand entrance (laughs) jumping from, you know, the roof or whatever, wherever he was at. I was like, I'm so confused. Like this is so theatrical. (laughs) Very much. And he declares that he is the pirate king. (laughs) I am a pirate king. Great Pirates of Penzance. It is, it is a glorious thing to be a pirate king. Um, (laughs) That was my first show, actually. My first uh, stage show. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. This book was, like, made for me. It's really weird. I know. It literally was. (laughs) Uh, So, chapter four. The pirate ghost, he's here. And he's swashbuckling around the room. He's like, ha, 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 ha. Anyway, he's, like, makes this grand display. And then he runs out of the room in the back and, like, disappears. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's all for now. Yeah. But then he comes out from under the floor. He's like, I'm back, (laughs) y'all. So he comes up over the floor. He pants Kevin's friend Carl. He's like, yoink, there's your underwear. And, <laughs> and the ghost is like, I'm in love with Henrietta. Where is Henrietta? And he scoops Cassie up. He's like, ride away with me. La, la, la. <laughs> uh, and then he's leaving. And he summons like an army of like <laughs> monkeys. Sea monkeys. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> These little monkeys. And they have like little swords. And they're in little pirate outfits. And they're like throwing food at people. Um. Uh, so that's crazy but then he yeah. as the ghost leaves with cassie he looks at cassie he's like you're not henrietta <laughs> and he puts her back <laughs> so random oh my gosh i loved it though i loved it i mean this is such like it's it's very cartoony it's really like, pompous actor person to do it just telling the story mm-hmm. but then the ghost returns and he claims page for his companion he's like page you are henrietta come with me and they go and they disappear uh page and the ghost then come back later but page is now in lady pirate garb she looks like the the new retheme of pirates of the caribbean where they turn the wench into the pirate lady right so that's what i imagined on page and, yeah. <laughs> and um <laughs> uh, <laughs> she orbs she orbs a sword to herself and she challenges the pirate to a duel like hi and then the the um, pirate goes woof <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done already. I'm reading this. I'm like, oh gosh. 
That's so crazy. Um, so they have their duo. They have their sword fighting. Uh, it finally ends with the ghost kissing page. They like fight and then like kiss, kiss, kiss. And then the pirate king will take his leave now, but vows that if Paige ever needs anything, all she has to do is whistle. So they made amends and everything's good. He disappears into the night. And the crowd's like, yeah, what an amazing show that was. That was amazing. Uh, so the sisters then chat about how they can further investigate this ghost thing. I mean, this was a crazy happens, whatever this was. I don't know. In a bedroom, Ryan stares at his reflection, a bit shaken from the night. And then this, I, this is not how I thought it was going to go down, but Carl appears behind him and closes the door. I thought this was, I thought, see, I thought Carl was going to be like some demon that was going to attack Ryan, but no, they're working together. So Carl tells Ryan, he believes that Kevin is sitting on some cutting edge technology. You saw that performance with the ghost and all the things they did. There was some orbing in there and we're like, he must be, he must have something really big. We can steal it and get rich. So we should do that. <laughs> we just had to get, we have to get him to tell us how he did it. Yeah. You know, Ryan's rich already, but he's like, I can be richer now. Right. <laughs> so Paige goes to console Kevin, who is still bummed that Cassie is already in love with Ryan. He's like my love. Uh, and Kevin comes back and he addresses his guests. Okay. This is where we get into like ghost hunters. So he gives <laughs> them all different groups and assignments. Like they go in like groups of three. And then they are instructed to go to, to different parts of the house and see if they can find any ghostly happenings and figure out like why he's haunting the place and you know, what's his deal. So then starts chapter five. Um, Paige is in a group with Kevin Craig, who she kind of has a crush on. <laughs> and I think it's Tamara. That's how I said it. I said it Tamara. It might be Tamara. Okay. One or the other. Um, and she's Cassie's friend. So they go to the music room. And Paige is like, hey, like, you know, what's up with Cassie and Ryan? And um, Tamara actually says, I think um, I think it's a mistake because she's that very, oh, you know, I don't need love. I'm strong, independent. And, (laughs) you know, not about it. She's not about love. No. (laughs) Um, She says settling down is worse than death. Dramatic. Yeah, very dramatic. (laughs) Um, again, kind of Graham's vibes, you know, like she doesn't yeah. need a man. <laughs> right. So Craig tells Paige how he met Kevin and Craig used to be a stripper. <laughs> so in the elevator on the way to his gig, he actually sprained his ankle uh, trying to stop a pregnant lady from falling. And so Kevin was actually in the elevator and gave him advice from the, the medical journalism that he knew. Yeah, which so, is crazy. I feel like this author was obsessed with like man muscles because everything was muscular. Every guy was like, I'm like, hmm. I think at one point the demon's arm is described as muscular meat or something. Do you yeah. remember that? Like, I don't know what right. chapter that was in, but I was like, oh, very descriptive. It's crazy. It's crazy that he was married to a woman because I know this guy was married to a woman. But I'm like, right after this book, I'm like, he had to be have some have some kind of gay tendencies. Cause... Oh, 100 percent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, after he falls, Kevin actually goes up to do the stripogram for Craig. And they've been besties ever since. So there's that, you know, best friends a stripper. <laughs> um. So Paige hears the ghost of Maxwell telling her to hide, 
which I thought was really cool. Kind of like a forewarning, you know? Yeah. Um, so she grabs Craig and goes into this hidden nook. While they're in there, they hear Carl and Ryan walk, walking in and having a little diabolical chat. <laughs> so Ryan reveals his true intentions and says that he wants to marry Cassie or he needs to marry Cassie or he'll be cut off. Mm. Uh, Carl has actually been hired to be Ryan's friend. Hired to be Ryan's friend, right? Hired. <laughs> um, and feed him dialogue in order to sound like a decent human being. How sad <laughs> is that? <laughs> so sad. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, let me let me just hire someone because you don't know how to human. You don't know how to... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that probably does happen. I, I can imagine that happening a lot for like people like that. Yeah, well, you know, maybe with like, yeah, with people in his position, like money, things like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ryan actually intends intends to propose to Cassie, but he wants to make Kevin seem like the bad guy. So yeah. Cassie will run into Ryan's arms with no problems. <laughs> shady evilness. It, yeah, super shady. So Paige and Craig are back, and they're bound to get Kevin and Cassie back together. Yes, there you go. Ryan's plan. <laughs> so Paige is like, no, you know, this can't happen. Kevin really loves Cassie. Ryan is not the right person for her, so we're gonna foil Ryan's plan. We're gonna yes. get Kevin and Cassie together, live happily ever after. <laughs> Which you know, good for her because for her trying to do that for someone that she liked, you know what I mean? Good for her. She got yeah, that is good. Uh, so then we flash to Piper, who's on the third floor and pissed because she <laughs> <laughs> is Carl and Ryan. Like, of course, <laughs> that's who you get stuck with. <laughs> exactly. So she's just like. Ugh. Really, guys? So she actually lost track of her group and doesn't care. <laughs> so Piper's kind of doing her own thing, and she hears a cat. And she's like, um, he has a cat? Uh, turns around, and it's a lot more than a cat. <laughs> it is a giant black cat. She thought it was cute, but blew up the creature. <laughs> she goes, eh, no, I'm... Not about it. So she blows it up, and then Cat comes back instantly, even more pissed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is crazy because in what was it in House of Shards? There was this giant dog, and she blew up the giant dog. Now we have this giant cat, Clifford style cat, and she blows that up. I'm like, <laughs> lots of blowing up on the animals. Like, <laughs> yeah, really crazy giant animals. I don't understand, but yeah. yeah. So the cat's after her. Great. Chapter six, Phoebe, we, we see Phoebe in her group now, and she's in a group with Cassie and an environmentalist, Jessica. This is like Jessica's only appearance in this chapter, I think. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they walk into the conservatory, so all these, like, plants and stuff. And they walk down a hall. Cassie, like, feels like a cold spot. She's like, feel this. It's really cold. <laughs> Ooh, sugar. And like, oh, that's interesting. So the group hears music now coming from another room and they follow the music. Phoebe's hair gets pulled. This is where she gets pulled, hair pulled back. Yes. <laughs> and the other girls notice like, what the hell was that? Like something just grabbed you. And <laughs> all of a sudden Maxwell's ghost appears and he's a surfer dude. <laughs> they see, they look at the windows to see all this water coming up. Like how's this house floating on water? It's like, <laughs> Surf, surf, <laughs> <And they're> like, <laughs> yeah, 
you know, they did a really good job making him so theatrical. You know what I mean? Like, especially from the 1920s. Like, they did a really good job, I have to say. It, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a character. And, you know, it was fun. So, okay, so he just surfs on by, and then everything goes to normal after he goes away. Okay. Um, <laughs> walking up the stairs, he'd be a stricken with a memory of a golden retriever sensing his master's health issues and a- ended up saving his life. Very random. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and this wasn't yeah. even a premonition. This wasn't even a premonition. She's like, you know, because, you know, I was an empath and maybe my senses and stuff, which, you know. <laughs> yeah. I I thought, I was like, okay, did they write that as to be a premonition or is it just a sense? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you and know. Put a pin in this because I do have some thoughts about this when we get to canonical. Um, but yeah, this was a, a thing. Uh, Piper finds Phoebe and her group and is relieved. Like, yes, cool, I found Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe looked at the door Piper came out of and she saw that there's like giant claw marks on the door. So the cat, she's like, they can't get, get through here. It's too small. We're safe. <laughs> All the guests reconvene. Nobody, everyone did their hunt, ghost hunting. They didn't find anything. It was a waste of time. Just random stuff. Uh, <laughs> Phoebe like falls over and she grabs like a book and like a shelf and the books fall on her and she finds Gino's diary. She's like, oh, this looks interesting. What a, a very appropriate book to fall on me. And, <laughs> um, and in the diary, she learns that uh, of the witch Emily, she's like, Gino is writing all about her. It's like, this Emily cursed my lover Maxwell into this house. I just know it. And <laughs> <laughs> so they hope to search for leads that connect to Emily. They're like, maybe she had some... Ch- people maybe she is a witch maybe she's still alive let's go find out this emily person all right so chapter seven um the next day <laughs> the sisters arrive at the house they believe to be emily's leo had worked to track her down for them which literally the only mention of leo well that's a lie the first i, I think it's the fir- first or second mention of leo in the yeah. entire story he's brilliant he's just there as like passerby yeah yeah you know just a reminder hey leo's here <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Piper goes up to the intercom and cuts to the chase like Piper does. <laughs> and she asks the voice if she's still delivering singing telegrams. So I could totally hear in Piper's voice. Right. Like, she comes back and she goes, you know what? I can feel your power. I know you're witches. Come on up. <laughs> like, yeah. She's, she sings a song. She's like, you're all witches. I'm a witchy. Wouldn't you like to be a witchy too? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, this girl's off a rocker. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... Um, the sisters go up, um, you know, not before calling her tone deaf, but they go up and, yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of them says, you know, that's why her career never took off because she's kind of tone deaf, but mm-hmm. <laughs> so Emily greets them, but she looks about 18 years old. So the sisters are like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one of them says, I think I'm looking for your grandma or something like that. Right. She's like, no, that's me. I'm Emily. See? Uh-huh. So she explains, and Piper cuts her off, and she, she's like, what is that smell? What are you making? <laughs> so Piper finds the cherry pie in the kitchen. And she's like, oh, no, don't tell me you're the um, you're the owner of this. What was that company? Was what did she call it? Oh, she says, your Grandma M? Like, so... Oh, yeah. Grandma M's holistic whole pies and treats. Yeah. So Piper's like, oh, no, you're her. Like, don't tell me you're putting magic into these pies. Like, you know. And so she goes, no, no. Like, it's it's all, it's my grandma's recipe. It's all homemade, you know, all natural things like that. So 
which really kind of had no, you know, importance. No. So sorry, but whatever, you know. <laughs> um, so Emily explains that she's she was in love with Robert Maxwell, but he didn't know that she existed. Sigh. So Emily explains that she was the receptionist at Maxwell's doctor's office. Um, she was supposed to call him the next day to come in because Maxwell had a brain condition and was dying, but he didn't know. Oh. <laughs> so Emily taking, choosing, you know, deciding to take it upon herself. <laughs> <laughs> um, she bound Maxwell to the house so that he could live in his dream and give performances forever. So <laughs> like what? <laughs> The let, nerve. Exactly. Like, let me, let me just, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you why. I'm just going to lock you up in this house forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, it backfired. So, the, back, the personal gain of her spell made her immortal. What an interesting backfire. The, like, is that really the bad thing? I don't know. Right. And I think one of the sisters says that, like, okay, that's not so bad, you know. And yeah. she kind of she says, you know, well when you're immortal, you know, you kind of have to come up with a new life every 10 years and something like that. I'm just like, oh my gosh, it must be so hard. <laughs> right. Oh God. Oh, my friends die. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she says that she can't see Maxwell or go into the house unless Maxwell invites her, which that kind of threw me off too in the beginning, you know, I was yeah. like, okay, is this some like vampire type of thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? But mm. Um, so Emily's like, well, I can always reverse the spell, but I don't remember it. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. Thanks for nothing. All yeah. right. Um, so she's like, you know, I'd have to remember it. And, you know, I don't remember. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we have chapter eight. Chapter eight was a long chapter. It was. It was. It was- so we're gonna have a lot to cover here. All right, here. <laughs> so the sisters hang out in an apple grove at the mansion. So they're like right on, on property, and they discuss what their goals should ultimately be, um, but are unclear of how to proceed. They're like, we don't know what's exactly going on, but you know, we have to like do something with this Robert Maxwell ghost thing. So Paige fills Piper and Phoebe in on the schemes of Carl and Ryan because she knows their their evil shenanigans, their shady ways. <laughs> so now everyone knows. They return to the house. There's some weird <laughs> fudge play, like chocolate stuff. I'm like, what is this? I know. I was like, um, am I reading the right novel? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's covered in chocolate. They're all like licking chocolate of each, off each other. I didn't understand it, but there yeah. you go. <laughs> so there's that thing going on. And uh, Paige and Craig kind of flirt in it. You know, okay, cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> Paige has an idea to get Robert Maxwell's attention. So cut to the whole gang getting ready to put on a show. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> like we just got to give Robert, you know, a role he can't refuse. So they write this whole play. They make sets and they get costumes ready together. It's this whole ordeal. Uh, they um, left one role unfulfilled to tempt Maxwell into claiming it. Okay. So Cassie was left alone in a room to, to like, I guess, change. And he was, she was supposed to meet Kevin there for some thing about this scenario they're putting together but while she's there a fire starts to rage outside the room she says smoke smoke's coming into her room and she's like choking she's like, ah, ah. and <laughs> 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 she 
She's like, I gotta get out of here. She's like, I can't go out the door because that's where the fire is. She's like, if I open it, I'll burn alive. So she like climbs out the window and starts crawling down these vines. <laughs> but then she's like, ah, these vines are greasy. <laughs> Lubed up vines. and <laughs> Must have been the fudge. <laughs> Must have been the fudge, yeah. <laughs> um, so then she like, slipped some more but then she grabbed him again but then she's like oh my gosh these vines are even partially cut like they want me to fall sabotage and so, <laughs> so so Cassie inevitably plummets into the pool good thing the pool is underneath her to catch her so someone who ever did that knew that she wouldn't be killed but she'd fall down into the pool um, Kevin and Ryan both go to save her. They're like, oh, let's go. But Ryan was suspiciously prepared for this. He's like, I'm already in my swimming suit. I'm ready to dive in. <laughs> I know. He just rips it off and just all of a sudden. <laughs> I'll save her. <laughs> so, um, but as they jump into the water, the water swirls and like this giant vortex appears. And then out comes a hand and it catches Cassie and rescues her. And like places her onto the concrete outside of the, of the pool. Kevin and Ryan were whipped out of the pool. They just because all this water everywhere. So they look, and it's this three-story high Arabian gin formulates, and you know sets Cassie down. And <laughs> Ryan, once Cassie's done, Ryan runs to Cassie, and he's like, "Oh, are you hurt? I came to save you." <laughs> Uh, oh, here's Jessica again. Craig and Jessica run out and tell people that someone was faking a fire with heat and fog machines. <gasps> so it wasn't even real? Gasp. <laughs> and the djinn, like, starts angrily. He gets mad. He's like, throws snakes at the crowd. Like, he's like, and snakes appear. And they go, and then, then he turns, then the snakes turn into scimitars. And they get, they, they get tossed at Kevin. Like, the scimitars get tossed at Kevin, and Paige is like, oh my gosh, she, she orbs Kevin out. Um, apparently, Paige has no, they always comment on this, like, Paige has no qualms about orbiting because she already thinks that with all this ghostly stuff, people will think it's part of the spectacle anyway. So she's like, right. I really use my powers, it will, it'll be fine. Um, but she orbs Kevin out of the way, and then, yeah, the Jin's like, Defiler of my house! <laughs> <laughs> but then this, the Jin stops himself from doing any more harm. He's like, I can't do this. I, I know I, it says so in the script, but I can't hurt anybody else. And so he leaves. So Carl and Ryan begin to blame Kevin for the dangerous stunt, despite it being their handiwork to begin with, their plot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make Kevin the bad guy. And Cassie appears to believe them and doubts Kevin, so just what they wanted to happen. Cassie and Ryan walk off, while Carl tells Kevin that they will sue unless he shares his secret effects technology. <laughs> All right. Um, now we cut to Robert Maxwell. Um, <laughs> he's in like this like study or his like little dressing room or whatever, even though he's a ghost. Um, and he's talking to a skull named Spike. And <laughs> this was like, they say that this was like a skull that he had from a production of Hamlet that he was in. And so mm-hmm. he's like, to this skull. And he's broken up. He's like, I almost hurt innocent guests. That's not me. How dare I? He's so ashamed. So, and then Maxwell feels as if like a flash of darkness appeared and watches him. He's like, look, he's like, who's there? And he doesn't see anything. He's like, "Mm." but this dark spirit is still in the air and he watches and waits and he like gloats at how he just took control of Maxwell back there. So I guess it wasn't even Maxwell to begin with. He he must've been possessed to hurt people. 
Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I got. Yeah. So, okay. This darkness like monologues to the skull now. So like, yeah, now the darkness comes to the skull. That was like Maxwell's friend. He's like, let me tell you <laughs> about all my evil plans. <laughs> let me just divulge everything to you. <laughs> it was pages and pages of him saying the world will turn to darkness. I'm going to take over Ryan's body and use his wealth and influence to like make nightmares come to all the world and I'm going to kill all these people and you know nightmares will come and hell will come <laughs> amazing uh, <laughs> so Tamara then tells Kevin of Cassie and Ryan's engagement like when you were while you were like sitting here and they walked away they got engaged and now all of them have more more or less turned against Kevin pretty much there's nobody really on Kevin's side anywhere except for Paige mm-hmm. and the charmed ones Suddenly, various illusions appear and envelop each guest but one by one. It's like different things are like getting sucked into black holes or getting sucked in by monkey swarms or something. I don't know. Just things are <laughs> things are taking the people one by one. Like yoink, 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 yoink. And the charmed ones are all that are left. Um, and this is when this new demon makes himself known. He's like, I am Zaroth. Zaroth, yeah. <laughs> Zaroth. He's like, brother of the last demon of illusion, the Mugalret, whatever his name was. And he's <laughs> like, you vanquished, vanquished my brother, you dirty rats. I, w- <laughs> I will get you for this. So the demon disappears and then challenge, challenges them to find him. She's like, like, find me. Your innocence don't have much time. <laughs> evil laugh. This, this, is very, this is like a Resident Evil challenge. Like, oh, the Resident 100%. <laughs> It's like oh ha ha ha. Ah! <laughs> so um the charmed ones are now stuck on property. They can't leave the house anymore. So he they're forced into the house to stay. Uh they decide to try to find Maxwell for help. They perform some kind of scrying spell, but it's not a normal scrying spell. They like yeah. took like sh- tablecloths and drew different things on the tablecloths and then did some it was weird i didn't really understand it but yeah it was it was yeah yeah but whatever it got led them to robert maxwell they did some kind of scrying thing and they found robert maxwell um when they find the ghost they inform maxwell of the demon and that it's not a projection of the house like he thought he's like oh i thought this was just like the house doing stuff so there's actually a demon oh <laughs> oh uh, so uh with this revelation maxwell darts out to the next room he's like i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Yep. And that's that chapter. Ooh. That was a long one. Mm-hmm. A lot happened, but that was a long one. Yeah. Um, okay, so chapter nine. Um, Maxwell continues talking to them um, just as him, just in his voice. Um, yeah. Not, they don't, they can't see him, but just his voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they inform him like demons, which is supernatural. It's all real. Um, I mean, you're a ghost living in a mansion. You could probably believe that there's witches and demons. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so uh Maxwell's like terrified. He's like, What? I don't I don't know what you know. And so he's terrified to take on the demon of the house. So but he's talking to them like through this wall. <laughs> like yeah. not even talking to them like like I said earlier, just his voice. So Piper gets fed up and she just blows the wall up, like separating him. <laughs> And they find him <laughs> hiding in the corner. Like, I just pictured him like a fetal position. Like, exactly. <laughs> oh, so you found me. <laughs> yeah. 
um, so Paige tells Maxwell, hey, you know, let's take on a new role. Pretend it's a new new part for a movie. You're a paranormal investigator, Sherlock Holmes type. <laughs> so Maxwell jumps at the idea. He's like, oh, I can do that. And then all of a sudden just changes his attire to Victorian <laughs> British, like with a pipe and all that. And then he, Paige starts talking. He goes, shush, silence. silence! <laughs> And she stares at him, and he's like, my name is Professor Silence. <laughs> so like, original. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, this guy. I, I felt like Piper at this point. I'm like, oh, my like, God. Oh, yeah, jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, so uh, the sisters kind of come up with a game plan. Like, they're going to uh, come up with a potion, how to vanquish him, um, in the kitchen of the mansion, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so Paige was taken hostage but like nobody knew <laughs> like, so she goes out to the garden she's collecting ingredients for the potions and for the potion and she hears something there's nothing there turns back around hears something again and just just a big vine just decides to take her like <laughs> yeah she's like enveloped she tries to scream the vines wrap around her face like right and and then phoebe like looks at one at, you know she looks Paige sees her look and is like oh everything's fine like looks back you know and I was just like, oh, okay, like, so much for her senses, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Piper and Phoebe, which, okay, so this next part I had a little bit of an issue with, which I thought it should have been switched, but. Mm. Um, so Piper and Phoebe are overcome with illusions of spiders and a fire demon. Um, so Phoebe's covered in spiders, and Piper sees her hair on fire, like her hair, her flesh, her scalp. Yeah. And she looks up and she sees an evil hag version of herself. And yeah, that switch makes sense because we see Piper with the spiders in sympathy for the demon and Phoebe was burned in the future. Yes. So I'm like, why not switch it? You know, but yeah, whatever. I was just being picky. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so uh, Robert actually comes to the rescue for Paige, um, cutting the vines and they like shriek back and all kinds of stuff. And. <laughs> Um, so she goes to rescue her sisters, which I feel like she kind of saved her sisters a lot this, in this episode. Yes, she did. Um, so Piper blows up the illusion of the hag, <laughs> and they finish the potion. Like, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> so Ma- it goes back to Maxwell, and he feels like he's losing his connection to the home. Um, I don't know why he didn't speak up sooner, but, you know, he says he's losing his connection to the house. And, you know, it's not him. He doesn't feel like it's him anymore. And so him and the sisters, they go to the theater in the house. That's where everything's going on. Um, I think they state that's where, like, that's, like, the center of the energy of the power and stuff. And so they go to the theater and they see the stage. They're like, oh, there's not much going on. And then they look and all the innocents and the guests are trapped on stage. And then the demon makes his, you know, grand entrance and welcomes them to the final performance. Yes. Welcome to the final performance. <laughs> this is the last act. You know, very, it's very fun. Very theatrical. Very good. Yes. Um, chapter 10. So the sisters taught the demon. Because Piper, in this book, she is not. She, her sass is all over the place in this book, which was really fun. I uh, love it so much. <laughs> yeah, it was she had some really great lines in here. I didn't write any of them down, but she had some really great like come at, comebacks and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, so she tossed the demon, uh, and he sends 
a vortex of nightmares from movies towards them. So he like creates like this whirlwind, and inside you see like different like big clips of demons and stuff that were from various movies, like you know, Walking Dead or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's like see. That. I thought um, in my mind when I read that, I was like, oh, it's just you know flashback season two, and they're being from the original. Yeah, you know, demon evolution being chased by the axe murderer and all that stuff. That's where right. I went to. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's all kinds of crazy nightmarish stuff in this vortex that's gonna be flung and hit at the sisters. But suddenly, a giant figure appears between the sisters and the vortex, and he claims she's like, "I am the spirit of adventure, and this is my house." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I'm not gonna lie. I got I, I kind of lost it with that one. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, get out of my house! <laughs> <laughs> so, the spirit then physically like grabs the vortex. This crazy like kind of almost whirlwind of things. He had the power to grab it, which is crazy, and he hurls it back at the demon. The nightmares they hit the demon and they start to attack him. So I'm like, all right, cool. Then the spirit like turns back into. Robert Maxwell, and he takes pride in learning that. He's like, see, you can still be a hero simply by believing in the role. If you just believe, everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> I'm an actor. Mm. <laughs> so, great. Um, the demon conjured a wall of fire now over Robert, turning him to dust. He disappeared in, like, flashes of light. Like, oh, and Paige is like, you killed him! <laughs> and the demon's like, no, I just banished him from the house. He's no longer attached. Like, oh, okay. He's like chill. I didn't. I didn't kill him. I just banished him. No big deal. Yeah, right. Like you, you can relax a little bit. <laughs> so the sisters say a vanquishing spell at the demon, and Piper's gonna throw a potion at it. But then Paige is like, mm, "Something doesn't feel right." So she's like, orbs the potion back to her, herself. She's like, "Potion, come to me." And so then the demon's like, "Oh, pity, pity." And, so, and then the demon that's on the, over there kind of melts then and transforms into Craig, who is unconscious. And Paige is like, Craig! And she goes to, like, cradle him. And And so um, the demon's voice boomed. He's like, I gave Craig my form in hopes that you would face the anguish of vanquishing an innocent, but oh well. (laughs) On to the next one. (laughs) Yeah. So now the demon comes and he he comes back out and he traps the sisters in kind of like a mirror dimension. I think, you know, with the Marvel movies now, this mirror dimension that's going on. Mm -hmm. So they're all in there. And in the mirror dimension, the reflections start attacking their self-esteem with like calling them fat and stuff. And And, uh, then they start popping out of the mirrors and they get attacked by clones of themselves and duplicates of themselves. This get a little out of hand for me. I'm like, I don't. I'm, I'm out. I'm checking out. This is too confusing for me. <laughs> this is too confusing. Uh, and it goes on for a couple chapters. So, But they, they're fighting duplicates of the sisters, and the sisters are fighting duplicates of their sisters and each other and themselves and whatever. Yeah. Um, Piper was left alone with evil clones of her sisters, and that's the, how that one ended. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, which I actually kind of liked, the whole evil clone thing. You know, I, I love... Yeah, some evil charmed ones. So, um, chapter eleven was probably the end of chapter ten and eleven was probably my favorite chapter. Okay. So chapter eleven, all the actual sisters are forced to you know do battle with their evil duplicates. Um, The demon also trapped the innocents in their own little dream you know pocket realms. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of went through you know kind of explaining everyone's 
And then it goes to Cassie and she had the perfect life with Ryan. Uh, but she has a sign and it's like, hey, you know, th- this lady brings her this note and it's written backwards. Yeah. And she's like, wait, hold on. I think this is English. <laughs> so she grabs a compact and she reads it. And she says, I think I think the line is your your, your life is an illusion. Yes, your life is an illusion. There we go. So she goes, what? No, it's not. And then all of a sudden, it was like, okay, fine. How can I? How do? How do I know you're telling the truth? <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. makes a little switch right there. Um, but she thought of Kevin. So then she asks, um, she asks the, this mysterious woman, you know, um, why? You know, why should I believe you? This and that. And the woman's like, well, think about Kevin. You remember Kevin? You know, he loves you. <laughs> Like, what? So, right? Oh my God. You're so right, lady, whoever you are. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, you know, she's she breaks free from her from her dream state um, and she begins to free the others. So flashes back to the charmed ones fighting their evil clones. And, There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. A lot yeah. of back and forth, a lot of powers, a lot of action. They yes. for a while. Um, this is probably my favorite. Why I really liked chapter 11 was because Paige was like, okay, hold on. So she gets, she finds her sisters, shorts them out. And she's like, I'll be right back. You know, I'm gonna handle this by myself. <laughs> so she goes over to the clone of Piper and she goes, Oh, look over there. There's that might be them. So Piper blows them up and she goes, Oh no, it wasn't them. What about this group over here? No, it wasn't them either. <laughs> so she's like, she was Thank pretty you. smart, you know, Thank you. I was, I was so lost by that point. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> so that, no. that, that clarifies things a lot for me. Thank you. Yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. Like, cool. you know, she was like, Oh, you know, I wonder if they can fight yeah, each other, yeah. you know, so yeah, like, yeah. them against yeah. each other. And yeah. So I, I really like that. That was probably my favorite part of the whole chapter. Um, so they take care of all the evil clones and they finally confront the demon and he goes on and on and on. <laughs> he tells us and all on. the same stuff he told to the skull earlier, <laughs> but even more, yeah. more so. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. So he does his little spiel and all of a sudden the chapter ends with a giant booming voice that came over the room and just just gives it to the demon like it starts like you know berating him belittling him it, yeah you fool <laughs> so chapter 12 we are face to face with this booming voice before them was the demon's older brother from be- the first chapter mcglorat whatever <laughs> McGlar- i can't remember i don't remember his name it's too hard to say but yeah, yeah it's that one and, and that's, that's why i keep saying the demon here because i don't want to say this guy's name either the demon yeah. <laughs> so um he's like you are my brother and uh the older demon tries to the younger brother the other br- younger brother demon for failing in his mission for failing his clan you are a sorry excuse for a Ecclesiastical clan, and then like, <laughs> and uh, then the giant demon ghost, or the giant demon demon ghost thing. He looks at the sisters, and he he gives them a wink. He's like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, this guy's Maxwell. <laughs> and then they look and they see Emily. She's also in a corner of the room, sneakily, sneakily, and she like says like a little spell in the corner of the room. Um. 
And as she, after she's done with the spell, the charmed ones are like, it bonds the charmed ones to the house. So they all feel the power of the house all above them. They have all this access to it now. So it's really cool. Yeah. And um, Paige is like, I am powerful. Innocence. I owe you all out of the house. Except for you three, Cassie, Kevin, and Ryan, because you're important characters and we need you. Right. <laughs> Um, and Maxwell's ruse as the demon's brother dissipates. The younger brother demon's like, how dare you mock my, mimic my brother? Uh, so, but Maxwell's like, I'm leaving now. It's fine. I'm going elsewhere. You guys can take care <laughs> of the rest. The demon brings Ryan's floating body to him so that they can merge. He's like, I'm going to take over Ryan and rule the world. And then Emily's like, no. And she levitates into the air. She's like, oh. and she uses like her magic. She's like kind of magic, like white beam. She's like, I lock Ryan in this mystical cage. And then- right? She's so like, she does, She can levitate and lock people in cages, but she pull, She falls in a pool twice. I know. She can't, she, can't, she can't walk, but she can like do this. Right. Like, you've been this powerful this whole time. Where have you been? Exactly. <laughs> so, but she's like, whatever. But then the demon like, takes his like claw and like grabs into her chest. Kind of like, I think once upon a time when the, when the, she goes in and grabs people's hearts, she he grabs into her chest and like sucks her life magic energy from her. And she's yes. like, oh, and she, she falls to the floor. Like I thought she was dead at this point. I thought he like absorbed all of everything about her. Same. Yeah. But apparently it's just her magic, but still. So, but the demon absorbed her magic and I guess part of her life, part of her essence, because now he's all clumsy too. <laughs> I, yeah, there's that. <laughs> the demon's like, I got your power, but oh, and I'm going to trip on this, t- <laughs> this thing over here. <laughs> um, so after some brief fighting, the sisters like fought him some more and the demon's all clumsy. Uh, the sisters recite a new and improved power of three spell. And this time the demon is vanquished. Emily is conscious once more and she has her powers once more. So all's restored. Kevin and Cassie are in love now. Like, I loved you forever. I always loved you. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> and so then that's that, that chapter. <laughs> it came to a close very fast on that one. <laughs> yeah. So for the epilogue closing, uh, pans to the outside of the house. Everything's peaceful. Um, things are back to normal. So the sisters perform a spell to erase, to, uh, to erase everyone's memory of like the magic of all the evil things that happened and they're like but no we want to remember and they're like oh don't worry you remember the good stuff (laughs) you remember that you're together you can kiss them where it's fine (laughs) yes yes uh so uh ryan confronts kevin for trying to steal cassie he goes how dare you you can't take what's mine and then bam like (laughs) cassie knocks him out well okay she don't knock him out but she knocks him down like I was like, oh, you go, girl. Boom, bitch went <laughs> down. Yeah. <laughs> so um, then out of nowhere, like, Tamara comes to Ryan and asks, so does being your wife come with a 401k? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> this girl. Some I'm, friend. Oh, my God. I know. Like, she goes, ooh, okay, let me let me jump on this little, 
you know, situation. I, I it's like, I don't do love. Like, mm, romance, no, not, th- but, you know, if this is a, a business transaction, I'm all about it. Right? But a 401k, I could be in love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Paige painfully watches Craig walk away, and she's sad because she likes him. So, she goes, oh, well, I guess, you know, <laughs> next time. And then Phoebe makes a little joke, which I actually didn't understand this joke. Maybe you can clarify clarifying for me so um phoebe is like oh you know wish you would have given him your number and she's like yeah and phoebe's like oh well he already had your number and she's like oh because he knows i like him yeah i i didn't get it i was, I was a, little a little confused too. like I, was, I don't know i thought maybe like phoebe slipped her number to him or something but no i don't know i just assumed it was maybe like oh don't worry he already knows you like him you know yeah but i, yeah. Had, I didn't get it yeah yeah um so uh so the ghost of robert maxwell appears before the sisters and emily uh maxwell reveals that when the spell so when so when he got burned up by the demon it, it broke that spell that was biting into the house so kind of after that happened so he you know he was like oh no i'm not dead you know i was just it was compromised but he went right to emily for help so uh maxwell and emily think about reversing the spell because all of a sudden she remembers it but yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but then they decide they can live for all eternity together instead. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, well, dang, like everyone's getting a happy ending. But Paige, like, right. <laughs> so Maxwell conjures a house and they ride off into the sunset. Of course. Yeah. You know, it's a house. Oh, <laughs> horse. Well, it is a house. So Maxwell conjures a horse and they ride off into the sunset. Uh, so, you know, Paige is all sad and mopey and then she turns around and she finds Craig before her mm-hmm. and he says, I forgot something. And she goes, Oh, and what's that? And then they kiss. <gasps> oh my gosh. Romantic. Right. And Paige gets her happily ever after for this episode. And that guy's probably never heard of again. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so everyone all- laughs and then yep. it's over. Yep. They tease her and then ta-da. Yeah. so overall thoughts final thoughts um i'm not gonna lie this one took me a little bit to get into um but once they got going and you know um there was an actual demon involved (laughs) um it picked up for me i thought it was gonna be like oh you know this is kind of just like a funny episode you know but i don't know they're towards the end it, it, it did pick up for me um yeah, I don't know. It, I, I understand it was a theater episode. It was a little bit too maybe theatrical for Charmed, I feel, maybe? Yeah. I, I don't uh, know. Um, what did I put? I said, this book was certainly a very fun Scooby-Doo feel-good cartoon supernatural mystery. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a good way to explain it. I mean, it's it's just a lot of funny moments, a very nice mix of characters, I mean, there's this whole shtick of the ghost of an actor who this ghost is essentially like the genie from Aladdin. Right. Exactly. That's exactly how I pictured him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just this Robin Williams comedian, serious actor, though, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, and then there's this like awkward, like clumsy witch who can't sing, who cursed him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like this murder mystery group of people like this is like a clue. So, so it's a very mix of comedic comedy of errors like a really very funny stuff so it's very lighthearted, i suppose yeah um there wasn't a lot of emotional depth i would say no um, 
it did there was a lot of like fluff you know lots of things that didn't that was just there to be yeah there. It really it just like fillers pretty much yeah yeah um sorry i did find and i don't know i'm gonna read this out loud um okay. because to me i thought it was a typo actually okay um so it's the start of chapter five on page 71 um when Paige is asking um kevin you know or asking craig you know how would you and kevin meet right so it says uh they laughed and Paige asked craig how'd you meet kevin craig grinned do you really want to know the next line says piper Piper. sensed a great story coming on i do i'm like shouldn't it be Paige?" Mm -hmm. that i mean that is a typo i had that marked too Yeah. yeah so i was like oh that's that's a little little fun check mark uh-huh. I would say overall, I did appreciate the humor and lightheartedness of this. It wasn't my favorite book, but it, it was a, a fun time. I got a lot of lines that Paige would say. I'm like, uh, Phoebe would more say that like that. You know what I mean? Or Phoebe would say something and Piper would pop off. I'm just like, I don't, maybe some of the line distribution should have been switched. But sure. You know, but it was it was good. It was, It's different. You know what I mean? Like they traveled to L.A. and, you know, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I was a little disappointed that Maxwell and Emily didn't just like die and move on, like go and move on. <laughs> so I'm like, go oh, die already. You guys are selfish. <laughs> just die already. Like, reverse the spell, ride off into the afterlife together and do that instead. But no, they just stay on the earth and do it. It does kind of shake the trope of it all because normally that you would see it end like that. But they're like, no, we're just going to live our life together forever. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I guess if you want to break tropes and do something different, sure. <laughs> Any other notes that I have? Uh-huh. Emily says she was born in 1906, which is the same year that the manor was rebuilt after the earthquake. Ooh, I did not catch that. That's good. I, I don't know if that was on purpose, but I was like, huh. Mm, oh, nice little catch. Yeah. There was a part. Oh, Paige's powers. I guess I can put this in canonical, but I put it here. Because Paige says, rain of ice, and then ice cubes fly. Like oh, she's, yeah, just conjures ice. Like that. This like you didn't orb this from anywhere. You just conjured it out of nowhere. So that was yeah. not. Really I was very confused. But one thing I love, this book uses the words phantasmagoria, <laughs> like twice. <laughs> yes, phantasmagoria and besmirch. Like I'm obsessed. These words. <laughs> And it made it even better because Piper was like, did you just say besmirched? Like, <laughs> I didn't even look these words up. I should look at the meaning because I'm like, what is this? Besmirched. I loved it. Oh. Besmirched. Damaged the reputation of, in the opinion of others. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's besmirched. Is phantasmagoria a real word? Um, I, I believe so. So when the only reason I knew what it was, was there actually was an old PC game that came out in like the 90s. Um. And I played it. It's like a horror horror type of game. Yeah. Yeah. It's like bad. Like it's not a good, it's not a bad game, but the story is bad. Like it's kind of (laughs) dark. Okay. So Phantasmagoria, this is is words of the witches. We're teaching you some words here. So Phantasmagoria (laughs) is a noun. It says a sequence of real or imaginary images like those seen in a dream. Okay. What happened next was a phantasmagoria of horror and mystery. Oh. I'm sorry, but what kind of demon uses besmirched? Like, good for Piper, because I would have said the same thing. <laughs> I know, besmirch. <laughs> but 
I love it. I love it. I mean, it was so great. Like, they're so off the wall and so out there. Yeah. They, he had besmirched the good name of the family. Mm. So put that in my canonical hat. Canonical. So this is the segment where we take the story and determine what is and what is not canon to the narrative of the show. I have a lot of things. They say Paige has red hair in this book. Yes, that was the biggest thing. Like, okay, so red hair was season five? Five, yeah. So I'm like, okay, so that's why I placed it in season five, you know? I was like, okay, well, there's mention of Wyatt, but there's another part that Piper said something to Paige, and Paige is like, okay, this coming from the mom, like, or this coming from the parent? So she obviously had Wyatt, so I'm like... Okay, so season five. It's definitely season five, you know, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, and they say why, they do mention Wyatt in chapter two. They talk about the baby monitor and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but if this was season eight, like they say, Wyatt would no longer be a baby. He'd be about two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I go, how come Paige can kiss a ghost, but Piper can't? Justice for Mark Chow. <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. That is very true. <laughs> yeah. This whole great scene we got between Piper and Mark, like, oh, just imagine you're feeling my touch. And, like, and Paige is like, I'm kissing this ghost for a show. And I'm a pirate. <laughs> right. And that's how they scribe for him, too. They're like, oh, because y'all made out, maybe some of your magic is left on his lips. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, on page 62, Piper quotes, I'm just saying, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, you better believe its last name is going to be a Larange. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I love that too, because that had me a flashback to season four, episode 19, we're off to see the wizard, where um, Paige is like, if it looks like a demon, it walks like a demon. And Piper's like, that's ducks. That's not Phoebe's husband, the love of her life. Okay, I get your point, woman. And so... <laughs> Uh, so I was like, oh, that's funny. And I love that Piper's the one that said the duck thing because she's the one that corrected Paige about the thing earlier. Yeah. So that was fun. Speaking of Cole, they did mention Cole in here too. Like, so I was like, okay, so it has to be like, at at one point, I think I put it in between season five and six because they mentioned, you know, Cole's whole plan to, you know, be a source to take all over everything. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I was sorry. It, It was just, it I'm so confused on where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about the Phoebe thing. The thing we put a pin in this is where we're going to get into that. Okay. They say that because Phoebe was once an empath, so this had to happen after season six, after mm-hmm. she lost her powers, because she was once an empath, she is sensitive to the house's feelings. So, and I, you know, I do believe that Phoebe always has a strong psychic link in general. That's just her power set. That's where she's emotional. That's, that's kind of just something that's innately in her. It makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, but I was just like, why didn't they make this a premonition? Because if this was the beginning of season eight, like they tell me, she would have had her premonition power back. Mm-hmm. If she didn't get a premonition, then it had to be before six feet under in season seven when she didn't have any powers back yet. Yeah. So, and, you know, maybe that's to that point, you know, maybe that's why she didn't have any premonitions in this book. You know what I mean? She didn't have, she, well, I guess she still had levitation. No, she lost all of her powers. No, but in the book, she levitated. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, in the book. Yeah, but yeah. so I'm like, well, I, that, that's, again, I don't I don't get it. 
Right. And if this was, if this was beginning of season eight, you wouldn't have any levitation either. Mm-hmm. They say you lost your empathy power, but you still can levitate and you can't get premonitions. I'm very, that doesn't yeah. help you very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if this was where they said, all she should have is premonition. Mm-hmm. But all right. So that's something to note for sure. The pocket illusion, like the pocket worlds that the demon put the under, was very reminiscent of the My Three Witches episode when they had their little pocket dimensions of their mm-hmm. wishes, their wants with gifts. Yeah. So that was noted. Demons of Illusion. They are much different than the Demon of, of Illusion from Chick Flick. Mm-hmm. And the Chick Flick demon seem to work exclusively with films, whereas these demons seem to be like unlimited, like they had powers can do whatever. Mm-hmm. We learned that the illusions they make have to be of something that don't already exist in the real world because they can't draw power from them otherwise. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't was clear there. Because I guess they can make things that are real, but if they are real, then they don't get anything out of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, that kind of threw me off. I was like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because on, on the fandom itself, the actual fandom, they have things that are different, canonical things. Uh, and they say Paige Matthews being single is not accurate to the show. And because Phoebe Hallowell is not dating Coop, that's not accurate to the show. Because th- this, there's, these things they're showing, they're saying that's in 2006. But this, okay, okay. this to me did not take place in 2006. So no, these are not inaccuracies to me. Um, and it says the sisters have not picked their deaths. Okay, that would be a difference because if this was in 2005, like where I'm putting it, then yeah. But yeah, yeah there's a lot of weird, there's no there's no clarity where this could be right now. It's right, very yeah. odd. Yeah. But we at least we discussed them. So we made the notationals. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, and I tried, I was like, okay, you know, again, you know, and I think the thing that really threw me off was the whole, when the ghost grabbed Phoebe by the hair, I'm like, like, that's brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But I was like, okay, if this is season six, you know, they would have had to grab her scalp basically. So she had her short hair, you know? So Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, did she have longer hair? Like then that wouldn't be season six. Like that, you know, I don't know. So lost. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, all right, well, let's move on to rhyme time. These are the spells. Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really got to lay off the rhyming through. Wonderful. Witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. I'm not going to lie. I did not really care for the spells in this book. Okay, well, we can discuss them one by one and see how <laughs> how, how much we hate them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the first spell is Emily Duchancy. Her last name is Duchancy. This is her, tele- her telegram spell. <laughs> it says, From afar I have watched you and seen your secret dreams. I can grant you all you wish for, impossible though it seems. You will not age, you will not fade. Your legacy and your light will be kept alive within these walls by Emily's power and might. I mean, that was fun. I enjoyed that one. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm just picturing her singing this really off key and really badly. <laughs> yeah. It makes it almost worse. <laughs> so, but the, that rhyme and spell, I kind of like. Yeah. You know, yeah. Itself. yeah. Um, so the next to vanquish m- m- that one, the Magora. Magohartet. Now, Magoh- now, now I can see in front of me Magohartet. Yeah. 
Um, so the power of three, it's power of three spell. So demon of this, demon of that, keep your illusions under your hat. You've been a pest, but we're the best, so we vanquish thee with all the rest. <laughs> That's bad. That's like yeah. this, is, this is like first grade. I'm writing a spell for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It, it, it started okay. Like, Demon of this, Demon of that, okay. Keep your illusions on your hand, okay. You've been a pest, but we're the best. What the heck? Like, <laughs> what is that? You know? Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't even like the beginning of it. I just feel, like, it just feels very quick. I mean, it's, it rhymes okay, but I feel like the the way they're using it is very, like, I'm lazy writing stuff, thinking of words yeah. that rhyme together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really care for that one. <laughs> no. Um, okay, the next one is to vanquish Zaroth, the other brother. This requires a potion made with nightshade and the power of three. We sisters three will vanquish thee. Your illusions will not avail. By the power of three, we swear to see you pass beyond the veil. And this is the one that um, they tried to vanquish the Craig demon <laughs> with. So yeah. it didn't actually do anything because they didn't throw the potion and it wasn't really him. Yeah. So kind of a pointless one, but <laughs> yeah. and it's it's whatever, not that exciting. So yeah, um, so the next one was to bond the charmed ones to the Maxwell Manor. So this one was actually um, Emily's spell, right? Yeah, the one okay. she whispered. Yeah, um, so it is to the sisters three. I give to thee a bond I once granted to you. Know he. <laughs> I, uh, again, doesn't do it for me. No, no. <laughs> like, um, I, I think maybe they try to put, like, the old time, like, 1920s. Yeah. A boon I once granted to, you know he. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. Just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah. And boon is a thing that is helpful or beneficial, a favor or request. We're getting mm. lots of words of the day today. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. This is the renewed Saroth vanquishing spell. So the one that they redid to finally vanquish him. Power of three and a potion. Demon of illusion. We sisters three call upon the house and the power of three. We see th right through you. And don't you know where you're heading? You don't want to go. <laughs> oh, this is probably like the worst one. <laughs> like, oh. I, don't, I don't know. First of all, I have an issue in any any spell or any song or anything if, when you rhyme the word with the other word the same word like that what's that beyonce song that like she 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 rhymes yeah. the same okay. word and it's yeah. like we sisters like, no. three we call upon the power three. like no i don't yeah. know it's so awkward we see right through you and don't you know where you're heading you don't want to go like it's, how, it's cringy. How, how, it's very cringy. Yeah. How, how crappy can you get? Like, that's so bad. Oh, I feel so embarrassed by that spell. Yeah, I was reading them and I was like, no, that's this. No. <laughs> Next thing I have is best baddie rankings. Best baddie. <laughs> You can include Magarhothet, you can include Zarath, you can include Ryan and Carl. I only included the big bad one. That's mm -hmm. all I because there's too many like side baddies. Yeah. So um so Zarhoth, Magarhoth's brother. <laughs> um I am putting him 
as number seven out of 12, right between Aura Chen, Delilah, and Tara from Phoebe Who, and Bobo from House of Shards. I pretty much, he's actually a lot like Bobo because he mm-hmm. can cre- create all these like vortex and manipulations and illusions and stuff. They're very similar. Although this guy was actually had a plan to take over the world and all that stuff. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm putting him right be- right above Bobo, but not since he didn't actually do anything. He's not as bad as the three witch baby witches. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Not one of not not the best. <laughs> no. Now, <laughs> I have a little game for you. What is this? Some kind of game? Grimoire games. Some people think this is entertainment. A grimoire hey. game. If you had to recommend one movie for every genre to an alien, <laughs> what would you choose? From so pretty, every genre. So I have questions here. Oh, okay. So, okay. And there's and there are options. So I read the okay. question. You have to pick an, a movie from the options that you would recommend to somebody who has never heard of movies or Earth or before. Okay. Okay. I thought it was very fitting to like the movie actor. Yeah. Person. All right. So first, pick an action film to excite them, and you have Die Hard, Apocalypse Now, Mad Max Fury Road, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Terminator Two, or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um. Probably Mad Max. Okay. Yeah. I I I don't know. It's just I I like that one just because it was very like almost post apocalyptic, you know. I don't know. I liked it. So Mad Max, fourteen percent of votes said that. So it was third most chosen <laughs> movie. The top film was Die Hard. That's not surprising. <laughs> Alright. So now pick a comedy to make them laugh. Bridesmaids, Mrs. Doubtfire, With Nail and I, Anchorman, Airplane, or Some Like It Hot? I will always, 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 always pick Bridesmaids. <laughs> okay. And that's the number one pick. 38% of votes said that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Plus, they play Britney, and you know me and Britney, so. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> How about a musicale, a musical to lift their spirits? We have Singing in the Rain, Funny Girl, Mary Poppins, Moulin Rouge, Grease, or Rocky Horror Picture Show. Huh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, prob- I, I do enjoy Rocky Horror, but probably Grease. Grease. That's the number one pick at 49%. Okay, select a sci-fi movie to make them feel at home. Ooh. Alien, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. Arrival, The Matrix, Blade Runner, or 2001 A Space Odyssey? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. That's a hard one. I'm... Uh, <laughs> I can't... Okay, I'm going to say Star Wars, but I'm going to admit this. I've actually never seen any of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, yeah. I haven't seen them all, but I don't, they don't do much for me. I, like, I don't love them like the rest of the world. So yeah. that's kind of refreshing that you haven't seen them. I'm like, okay, good. I'm in good company. <laughs> well, and you know, people look at us like, oh, you know, yeah, like, you know, me, like, okay, so I'm a nerd, you know, I'm into this, I'm into that, but I never watched Star Wars. And everyone's yeah. like, come on now. <laughs> I know. Like, hey, I get judged all the time. I get the side eyes. I'm like, mm. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was the number one pick. Matrix was the second one. And I, that's the one I would have picked would be the Matrix. All right. Choose a horror movie to give them a fright. Ooh, my the, favorite. <laughs> uh, the Silence of the Lambs, Hereditary, 
Psycho, the Babadook, oh, the gay Babadook, get out <laughs> or the thing. <laughs> um, you know, I actually really, really liked Hereditary. Okay. I really liked that one. That one was uh, 9% of votes of that one. So, <laughs> uh, the number one pick was The Science of the Lambs at 44%. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. That's more kind of, <laughs> you know, a staple. <laughs> right. You know, the classics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, all right. So, how about historical fiction to educate them? So, now we're getting into territory that I might not be as familiar with. Uh, this you is and me both. <laughs> uh, The Favorite, Dunkirk, Seven Samurai. Gladiator, Lawrence of Arabia, or There Will Be Blood. I'm going to go with Gladiator because that's the only one I've ever heard of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, I know Lawrence of Arabia is like a very big classic amongst like the old time people and actors really revere that one. But um, hmm. Gladiator, I think, is what people know. Yeah, and that's the number one pick at 46%. Okay. So I'm not right. alone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Maybe a documentary to teach them something new. Who knows if you know these? Uh, Blackfish, Paris is Burning, They Shall Not Grow Old, Free Solo, Shoah, or Disclosure, Trans Lives on Screen. Oh, gosh. Um, maybe Paris is Burning? Okay. Yeah, I know that one's very popular. Yeah. That's only number three at 16%. Uh, hmm. The first... Number one pick is Blackfish at 33%. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never heard of that. Yeah. All right. Now we get a teen flick to lighten the mood. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Mean Girls, 13 Going on 30, The Breakfast Club, Super Bad, Book Smart, or Bring It On? Huh. I love Bring It On. I do. But nothing can beat Mean Girls. (laughs) <laughs> mean girls yeah it's a classic number one pick at 43 percent it's funny because speaking of that i uh i was at my grandparents yesterday and my grandpa was watching mean girls and <laughs> so i just put it on my snapchat it was the part where they do jingle bar rock oh yeah I just put it on my story i was like this is my favorite all-time favorite christmas movie <laughs> <laughs> so my husband he'll get so he goes that's not a christmas movie i was like hey they're dancing to jingle bar rock and they're, they're dressed like Santa. It's a Christmas movie, okay? <laughs> Hi, Bo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> but yeah, that was the number one pick. Uh, okay, next one is, let's add a fantasy film they can get lost in. So we have Lord of the Rings. Oh, Fellowship of the Ring, Goblet of Fire, Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire, The Princess Bride, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Pan's Labyrinth, or Avengers Infinity War. Oh, you had to throw that last one in there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, that one, actually, that'll be a tie. Um, Goblet of Fire and Infinity War. Um, no, okay. actually, you know what? Infinity War. I, okay. I, I think because when we went to, you know, when I went to go see it, it's just the crowd reaction. It, nothing can really beat that, you know, so. I mean, it was a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, 18% of people said Infinity War. It's number three. The number one is Goblet of Fire. Yeah, 32%. Oh, okay. Okay. Followed by Lord of the Rings is number two. Moving drama to captivate them. So we have Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, The Social Network, The Help, It's a Wonderful Life, or Parasite. Hmm. Probably Forrest Gump. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah. 
And that is the number one pick at 41% of votes. Pick a thriller to creep them out. Okay. Uh, the Dark Knight, Double Indemnity, Seven, The Sixth Sense, Jaws, or Gone Girl? Huh. Um, probably The Sixth Sense, because that one kind of messed me up as a kid, too. Too. <laughs> Uh, that one's number three at 20%. The number one pick is Jaws at 24%. Hmm. Okay. But I would have picked Sixth Sense, too. Yeah. All right. A literary adaptation. So we have Little Woman, The Color Purple, The Man in the Iron Mask, Sense and Sensibility, To Kill a Mockingbird, or The Great Gatsby. So I, the one that I'm going to pick, I've actually never seen the movie. Um, I only know... I guess the conspiracy theory, um, the man in the iron mask. Oh yeah. That's uh that one is actually really interesting. Like I said, I've never seen the, the movie. I know Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Um, but that's like a really good, it's, it, you should look into that. It's really good. I, I remember when it came out, I don't know if I ever saw the full movie, but mm-hmm. I do remember it being on. I do remember parts of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So let's see. That was actually only 7% of people picked that one. <laughs> That's not uh, surprising. Uh, the, the number one choice is The Great Gatsby at 29%. And this is also the Leonardo DiCaprio one. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> uh, mystery. So we have Knives Out, Dial M for Murder, The Usual Suspects, Rear Window, Shutter Island, or Murder on the Orient Express. Um, I have to say Knives Out. I've not seen it. But I watched, you know, bits like clips of it and stuff, and that looked really good. Um, I did like Knives Out, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and actually, Knives Out and Shutter Island are tied at thirty three percent of votes. Okay, Shutter Island wasn't bad too. I I liked it. Mm-hmm. Knives Out is a step above because it has more votes fifty seven point eight versus fifty seven point three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now an animated movie to delight them. Oh, this is okay. We've Spirited Away. Chicken Run, The Lion King, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Toy Story 3, or Coraline? Hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to pick Lion King. I wish Little Mermaid was on there, but <laughs> we'll go with Lion King. <laughs> yeah. And that is the number one vote at 46% of people <laughs> voted for the Lion King. So People love them some Mufasa. <laughs> and we have a crime film. So Godfather, Pulp Fiction, Leon the Professional, Ocean's Eleven, which Holly Marie Combs is in, oh. uh-huh. The Departed, and Scarface. Um, I'm going to go with Ocean's Eleven. Okay. <laughs> and that's the number one pick at 29%. Okay, good. I I wish she had a bigger part in that. <laughs> I mean, she just looks like such a badass sitting you know, there. But... I always think of her at the, at the board. She's like, blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, Holly, yes. <laughs> All right. Now the last one. This is the final one. A romance to swoon over for light years to come. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, so we have Titanic, When Harry Met Sally, Brokeback Mountain, The Holiday, Crazy Rich Asians, or Gone with the Wind. I mean, I'm going to pick Titanic, but is that really a romance novel or romance? You know what I mean? Like... She's like, oh, there's no room. Bye. <laughs> I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never As let she's go. letting go. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Um, but yeah, that was the number one pick at 51%. Okay. So oh. yeah, the, whoever made the list has a thing for, for Leo. Yeah, no, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So there we go. That was fun. It's a different yeah. kind of game that I've never done before. So That was fun. I like that. Cool. So then our final thing before we go is tips for future white lighters. I was out being a force of good in the universe. And this is the moral or lesson that we could have learned from the book. Do you have an idea? Um, I think um, just kind of going off of Paige's vibe, um, this whole thing, like she kind of stood up for Robert, you know, um, yeah. she kind of had like the, she kind of knew already, like, hey, you know, Robert's not bad. Um, so I, it's kind of a cheap one, but just follow your instincts, you know, like you, just like Paige, like she knew, she knew what was going on. So yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. it, it's always good. Mine is, um, it's okay to embrace your silliness. <laughs> uh, yeah, have fun, play, put on a show, have a good time, and empower yourself in the joy of it all. I think it's always a good time to play. I mean, as an actor person myself, when I do shows, I'm in Cinderella right now currently, so it's going to be a very busy oh, August. Nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah, sometimes just enjoy yourself and, and get to play a little bit. Don't be afraid to, to play. That's so, good. I like that. Yeah. So we have reached the end. We've done it. Thank you for joining me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Thank you for inviting me, for having me on. Yeah. Uh, is there any place that people can find you or do you want them to find you or follow yeah, you? Yeah, of course. Um, they can follow me on Instagram. It's just Johnny Boy um, with two Y's, J-O-N-N-Y-Y, B-O-Y-Y. <laughs> um, and then on Facebook, just Jonathan J. Arona. The, I don't really – I don't do – I don't really, I'm not active on TikTok. I should be, but I'm not active on TikTok. So pretty much Instagram and Facebook. Cool, cool. Um, Yeah, you can find this podcast at Words of the Witches on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Words of Witches if you're on Twitter. Start thinking about your favorite times with this podcast. Think about your favorite books, your least favorite books, any moment that stood out to you, anything that you want to comment about, because um, we only have three books left. No, two books left. Yeah. (laughs) So two books left, and uh, we're going to do a retrospective at the end and just kind of have a look back. So if there's anything that you want to share, feel free to email wordsofwitchespod at gmail.com or DM me or send comment or something. Uh, we'll get to share that. It'll be fun. How exciting. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, cool. So, uh, yeah, I guess thanks for listening, everybody. Spell wordes, all that jazz. We'll see you when we see you. I'm going to try to finish these books this month in August. Oh. Um, and until <laughs> we do, so long. Your destiny still awaits.